0: Well, wow, who loves church? I love it. I think it's a great place to be. Who's enjoying our supernatural theme for the year? Uh, I, I just have to mention something before it's a little commercial. My daughter, who happens to be in the Army, listens to our podcast every Sunday, and she bought me a present, which is this little this little glasses holder. And she said, she wants to hear it on the podcast. So there it is. This one's for you, Carmel. I'm wearing it today, so I'd never lose my glasses, because I'm always going, where's my glasses, where's my glasses, I can't find my glasses. Now that problem is solved. If you, if you want one of these little gadgets, contact Carmel, she'll send one to you. So this morning I want to continue the theme on the supernatural and the, the, the uh, theme of supernatural warfare. Supernatural war. And uh, this morning I want to I focus on live like free people. So you'll notice when people talk about war veterans or, or those who have been killed in war, which is, is a tragic thing. But when we talk about them, you often hear people having interviews and things like that. And they'll say things like, uh, um, we've got to honour those who served and died. They did that so that we could be free. You would have heard that, I'm sure. I don't think I'm the only person who picks up on those kind of conversations that I hear on interviews and things like that. But wars have been fought over disputed land claims. Um, uh, Wars have been fought over political ideology. Uh, Wars have been fought over slavery. Um, And when people go to war, somewhere in the psychology of it all, it is for freedom. Freedom. Uh, it, it, I find it quite a, uh, quite a thing to get my head around, but, but, um, and I'm not saying that I'm an advocate for any one of these ideologies, but uh, communists fight capitalists for freedom. Capitalists fight communists for freedom. So it depends on which side of the, 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 the fence you sit on, you'll see we, they'll have a, a, an idea that we have to fight each other so that we can be free. So an amazing kind of thing, but that's how, um, that's how humankind thinks, and it's the culture of war. So one thing we don't often think about, though, in the supernatural world is that it is that we live in a war zone, but we all desire spiritual freedom. We all want to get to that place of freedom in Christ. So um, I have faith this morning that Jesus is going to set people free and that you will stay free. That's the goal of the message this morning, and the goal of this this, uh, uh, month of speaking about spiritual warfare is that we can be set free and stay free. So in the supernatural world, Jesus fought and won so that you can be free. That's the the, the most important factor of church, the most important factor of being a Christian, being a believer, is that Jesus died so that you can be set free. Galatians 5 verse 1. If you have your Bibles or taking notes, you can jot this down. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. When they use that word yoke, it means what they used to put on cattle or oxen, that they would put this big wooden thing across uh, two oxen's shoulders and chain them to a plough or something like that so that they would work and plough the ground. And Jesus, or, or the Apostle Paul here I should say, is describing the freedom we have in Christ has set us free from from a burdensome lifestyle and And that that yoke has been taken off us, so don't allow anything to come back on you that causes you to become a slave again. And the the most important thing that we need to, to bring it back to is the slavery that we have to sin, to the things that Jesus took off us is that burden of sin. And that's what Jesus wants to continually do for us. We've got to live like free people because so many people don't. We've got to live like free people in the church. And unfortunately, many people within church still don't live like free people. Um, and there's so many ways in which we, we uh, give up our freedom for other things. And we, we want to see today that we are going to shake free of those things. But faith is the life of free people. Hebrews 11.1, 1. if you're taking notes, you can jot these down. I won't read out all the scriptures entirely, but I'll give you the references. Faith is the life of free people. So when you're a free person, you can believe for things. You can, you can see things. Thanks, Caleb. Love you, love you Matt. Grace is the life of free people. Forgiveness and forgiving others is the life of free people. Generosity is the life of free people. Happiness is the life of free people. Boldness is the life of free people. So we've got to live like free people. Free people also fight to set others free. Free people fight to set others free. See, the devil... We'll mention him a little bit this morning. He wants wants you to fight him on a human level. That way he's always got an advantage. This happens when he can distract you from your supernatural authority in the spiritual world. So you've got to realize that you're a human, you live in a body, but we live in a spiritual world. We're surrounded by spiritual things that often we're not aware of or that we cannot see. So fight like a redeemed spiritual person. And the devil can't win against that. Yeah. Fight not on the human you, fight in the supernatural spiritual you. And you'll see that you'll start seeing victories in areas of your life that you thought you could never change. Or that you thought you could never get past. We're going to take a brief look at David today. Um, the the, the stories well represented about his life in in the, the, uh, in the Bible. We're going to look at a little portion of scripture from 1 Samuel chapter 17. But David is like, he, he's just really probably a teenage boy. He, the most unlikely war hero. The most unlikely person that you think would become a hero. Um, I kind of look at it like it's the ultimate underdog story. And we love the underdog story, don't we? We love it when, when, when you know, the, 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 the person who you thought would lose wins. But in the supernatural war, you are always the underdog when you fight that on your own. When you go into a supernatural realm, uh, the spiritual world, you are always the underdog. Now, I, I know I'm going to explain myself so I don't draw any conclusions just yet. We can't always see the spirits that are at work in the world. Our perspective is limited because we live in a human body. We live in a physical world because we're, we're people and we're forced into a spiritual war zone because of the condition of sin in the world. So I'm hopefully I'm building a, a, a basic principle that I'm going to show you today about how we can fight our way out of that. 1 Samuel 17 verse 8 to 11, I'll read the, the, the whole thing out for you. Now if you're unfamiliar with the stories, hopefully um, I'll make them as, as plain as possible, but most people here... I would say if you've been in church a long time would have heard the story of David and Goliath. If you never have, you'll often hear that referenced in in things where they'll say it's like a David and Goliath kind of a battle. And you go, what's that mean? Well, it's in the Bible. It's a story where a giant man who was a a warrior from his young age came against a young inexperienced shepherd and the inexperienced shepherd won. So that's the story there uh, in a nutshell. But anyway, Goliath stood... And he shouted a taunt. Goliath is this huge giant of a man. He stood and shouted a taunt across to the I love that word, a taunt. Who's ever been taunted? It's a nasty word to be taunted. But he shouted a taunt across to the Israelites. Why are you all coming out to fight? I am the Philistine champion. But you are only the servants of Saul. Saul was the king of Israel. Choose one man to come down here and fight me. If he kills me, me, then we will be your slaves. But if I kill you, you will be our slaves. I defy the armies of Israel today. Send me a man who will fight me. And when Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified and deeply shaken. See, this war is all about who was going to be the slaves. And the one who set the, who set the, the level was the enemy, was Goliath. And he's saying, send me one man. Who's going to fight me? I'm a giant of a man. I'm, I'm, he's a bit like me on steroids. <laughs> a, a horrible giant of a man. But he's saying, I don't need, you know, we, we can settle this. We can settle this. You send me just one person. You send me your champion. You send me your best, and we'll we'll have a hand-to-hand combat. And whoever whoever wins, that whole nation will will be the the ones who conquer, and that you'll all the, the other the other nation will serve you as slaves. But you know something? He was lying because they had no intention of becoming the slaves of Israel, no matter who won. And that's what the devil does too. He'll try and. He'll try and lure you into a deal. He'll try and lure you into a deal. And one of the things that we need to really be aware of is don't lure yourself or or be seduced into any of the devil's deals. Because he'll make it look like it's going to be really good. He'll make it look like it's worth it. He'll make it look like he, he can be trusted. He can't. Don't make a deal with the devil. You know, the other great thing is don't make a deal with God. He loves you, he wants the best for you, he'll, 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 he'll honour and lift you beyond all the, all the things of your life, all your weaknesses, all your insecurities, all your problems and failings and sins and everything else. Jesus loves you despite all that, that's why he gave his life on the cross, so that he, he bore the penalty for you so that you could be free. But this war that, that, that I'm describing was all about freedom. In in verses 23 and 24, it says, When Goliath came out of the Philistine ranks, all the Israelites would run away in fright. But the king had set a reward for anyone who killed Goliath. Among the army of Israel that day was a shepherd, not a soldier. His name was David, who saw the enemy and said, Let me fight this one. What is going on? In this guy's mind. He's a shepherd. He's just come straight from, from looking after his father's sheep. And when he sees and he hears the stories of Goliath, he says, let me be the one. So there's a reward. He hears about the reward. As you get a beautiful princess. That's not an actual photo of her. <laughs> but he says, there's a beautiful princess? I get to marry the king's daughter and there's no tax for life. No tax for life and I get to marry a princess and my whole family get exempt from taxes as well and David says, I am in. Show me this giant. Because David is living as a free man. David thinks like a free person. David thinks like he's free. He doesn't think like he's in bondage. He doesn't think like he's going to be a slave to anybody. Because the deal is, send us one man. If you, if you kill the giant, if you kill him, then, then you'll be free. If no one can kill him, then you and your whole nation become slaves. I'll tell you something. He says, I choose the king's daughter and I choose being exempt from tax and I choose not to be a slave. Is that making sense to you this morning? See, the devil wants to war against you one-on-one. And that's an unfair advantage on his side. He wants to isolate you. You know, that's, you've got to get this in your, in your spirit in your thinking and understand these principles. That's why church is so important. Because the devil loves to fight you one-on-one. He wants to single you out and say, come and fight me, come and fight me. One-on-one, we can, do, we can deal with this. But when you stand side to side with others, faith can grow. So David, he's, he's not looking at this giant. He's seeing a victory. The devil wants to war against you one-on-one. That's an unfair advantage on his side. Go to 1 Samuel 17, verse 45. David replied to the Philistine, this giant, he says, you come to me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin. You come to me with all these weapons. You come to me with all the reasons why you're going to beat me, why I can't win. Even without those things, you take all those weapons out, the sword, the spear, the javelin, and his shield, all those, take all that out, and you think you're a shepherd with, with really a, 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 just a, a little bit of leather and a, and a rock in it, and you've got this huge giant of a man, without any of those weapons, I think you, get, you still think there's an unfair advantage. And that's what the devil does. He gangs up, he has an unfair advantage, and then he wants to even throw further and, and, and greater weapons at you. But David replied to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. So, David, here's what you've got to get David's war cry declares he is fighting in the name of the Lord. So he's putting a different supernatural spiritual aspect to this fight that suddenly changes the dynamics, suddenly changes the advantage. David suddenly turns the war to his advantage because he steps out of the physical realm and into a supernatural spiritual realm and he sees himself not as an inexperienced shepherd but as a mighty soldier, as a warrior and he's... he's. Faith is what is rising within him because free people have faith, because free people have boldness, because free people can do things that that people who are living like slaves can never think. He takes the war into the supernatural and and he declares whose side he is on. So there's, a, there's some amazing things in his declaration of war. And some of us, we need to start to stand and make a declaration of war and start thinking, hey, you know, what side am I on in this war? And some of us are thinking, well, I think I'm on that side today. or oh, I think I'm on that side today. Oh, I think I believe what the devil's telling me today. Oh, I think I might be over there today. Oh, it's Sunday. I think I'll be on this side today. Uh, oh, it's Tuesday. I think I'm going to be over there. We need to start declaring today whose side we're going to live on. You've got to take the war into the supernatural and declare whose side you're on. Maybe you need to do, start doing that right now and saying, hey, you know what, I've been dancing around and, and, and playing around and, and, and not really sure. I don't know whether God loves me. I don't know where I stand with Jesus. I've got to tell you today, settle that in your heart. Jesus Christ is for you 101 million percent. 101 million You just have to say, Jesus, I want to be on your side. See, in David was the spirit of a free man. In David was the spirit of a free person. And that same spirit, the Holy Spirit, wants to come and rest and descend upon you so that when you stand, no matter what that opposition is, no matter how big that thing looks, you can just say, you know what, I don't care. I'm going to go through that thing. I'm going to go through that thing because I'm not going to live like a slave. My whole nation's not going to live like a slave. My family's not going to live like slaves. My grandchildren, my children aren't going to live live like slaves because I am born free and I'm going to stay free. So when you are born again, when you accept Jesus Christ, you are born again to be born free. You don't want that yoke of slavery anymore. You don't want that burden of sin anymore. You don't want the burden of guilt and shame anymore. You don't you, you want to have that that record erased. And there's so many people who can't live free because all they're reminded of all the time is a Goliath standing before them and there's a javelin and a spear of guilt and shame and things from yesterday that you're thinking, but you know, I really don't know if I can even forgive myself. You know, you, you can work through those things. Sometimes you might need some help, sometimes you might need some, some, someone to get beside you and help you through that stuff, but you don't have to live with the guilt and shame anymore. Because in David was the spirit of a free man. We've got to live like free people. I want One Heart Church to be a free church. I want One Heart Church to be a, a church that sees spiritually, that fights supernaturally. See, that urged David to fight for freedom. And the best part about it is he won because he warred on a supernatural level. He took the spiritual that he could see and stepped it into the supernatural that he couldn't see, but he stayed free. See, it's never about what we face, because it can look like all manner of things. But we've got to face every challenge, every battle with a cry that you come against me, every spirit that comes against me, it, you know, it can look like all sorts of things. It can look like all sorts of things that, that, are, that are somehow deeply rooted within within us. It can be things that happen to us. Uh, it, it can be, you know, so all sorts of issues that we think, well, it's just it's just part of our physical world, but behind those things is a spiritual bondage that wants to wrap itself around your freedom and take it away. Face every challenge, every battle with a cry that you come against all those spirits in the name of the Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. There's amazing power, authority in the name of Jesus. And we need to, we need to tap into that authority. We need to tap into that power because that authority that Jesus uh, won at Calvary is translated to your life. Is translated to you, so you have spiritual authority when you call upon that name, when you call upon that authority. It's not what is in you; it's who is in you, and you want that to be Jesus. So Jesus is a—he's described as a Prince of Peace in Isaiah nine, verse six. He's the Prince of Peace, and when we uh, when we let Him stand in our place in the fight against whatever it is, whatever the enemy plans, then we win. So between us and, and that Goliath, between us and the javelin and the sword and the spear and the things that the enemy has planned to, to uh, uh, shish kebab us with, we can stand behind Jesus. And Jesus will say, I've already, I've already been speared. I've already been nailed. What else are you going to do? It's already been paid for. I've already, I've already borne it in my own body. And to top it all off, I rose again from the dead and defeated all that. I'm glad you're excited about that this morning. So the behind the curtain of conflict, behind the curtain of war, I'm talking about physically here as well, is Satan. He's the master of war. In your home, where you work, in your street, at school, uh, the, the source of conflict, wherever you are, is the devil. We need to realize that. So when when we we find ourselves, and and I I find it really amazing that sometimes we have this inner thing, we think it's just just something within me that I have to be right, I have to prove my point, I have to continue this fight. The root behind that is always the devil. No matter what the the sides look like, when there's conflict, when there's disagreements, when there's fighting, um, the, the author behind all that is always Satan. It's always the devil. It may be simplistic, me to describe it like yet like that yet the source of con- conflict and war between nations and between peoples is Satan we need to understand that. Isaiah 14 verse 17 tells us this talking about Satan in at the end of time is this the one who destroyed the world and made it into a wasteland? Is this the king who demolished the world's great cities and had no mercy on his prisoners? See, you can't trust Satan. That picture there, by the way, is I thought that that looks like a devastating war picture and it's probably from World War II somewhere in Europe. It's actually the aftermath of the the civil war in the US. So we don't often realise how devastating that war was, but war always leaves devastation. War always leaves destruction behind it. Is this the one who destroyed the world and made it into a wasteland? And you know, the devil's, the devil's most masterful work is done in war. When he caused nation to rise against nation and fight against each other, his worst and nastiest work is seen. So, when the devil goes to war, there is devastation. But when God goes to war, he brings restoration. Restoration is an interesting word. I, I preached this sometime last year about the word restoration. In the original English, restoration means to return a monarch to the throne. That's what the original English word, uh, meaning of the word restoration means, to bring back the king. To bring back the king was to restore the monarch to his throne. And when we, when we see when God goes to war, we bring back the monarch to the throne. He doesn't bring devastation, he brings restoration. So Acts chapter 3 verse 21, if I can have the musicians come back and join me. for It says this, for he must remain in heaven until the time for the final restoration of all things as God promised so long ago through the through his holy prophets so supernatural warfare the the spiritual warfare that we want to that we want to be winning in has at its end the return of Jesus to the rightful place as lord over everything and so this morning Jesus gave his life so that you can be free so that you can stay free so that you can live free supernaturally powerfully free the 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 most important thing that that we need to recognize is god wants to do warfare in the spiritual over our life over our families over our condition and you may want to let jesus into your life as lord over everything today you can do that you may want to let jesus back to have back to his throne that is there's a part inside of your life inside of you that needs to have Jesus in the rightful place you've got to restore the monarchy restore the monarchy that means someone else is going to be king in your heart someone else is going to be king in your life and I hope that you could choose that to be Jesus today so why don't we just um, bow our heads and take some personal reflection right now because I'm going to pray for you that you can receive Jesus. That he can forgive your sin. If you'll turn and repent and receive his grace, Jesus can do something supernatural, something powerful. And you can have restoration start in your life by allowing Jesus his rightful place. Return him to the monarchy. to pray for, for those here this morning. You may want to do that. Why don't we just stand while I pray, please? Dear Heavenly Father, I just pray right now and ask for your spirit to start to break through into people's spirits, into people's hearts right now. And perhaps there are those here this morning and they're saying, I need to make things right with God. If that's you this morning, this is very personal then you just need to say, Jesus, forgive me. Jesus, I want to make things right again with you. I want to to return the monarchy. You can have the throne of my life. I want to live for you. I want to give my life to serve you. I want to shake off the the load of slavery. I want to shake off the, the condemnation and the guilt and the shame that has plagued my life. When you pray like that, Jesus, is able to do the supernatural transitions that are needed to change you from who you are to who you're going to be, to who God wants you to be, to who God created you to be. So Jesus, I just pray that over this place this morning for freedom to let Jesus be the monarch in our lives today in Jesus' mighty name. I also want to pray and stand with people here this morning and declare a war cry over your circumstances. So for this one, I'm going to ask people to to join me here along the front here. We'll have our team, Pastor Michael, Pastor Pauline, Pastor Kylie, Pastor Josh. We've got all the pastors in here today. Uh, And we're going to pray with you. Believe for breakthroughs. Believe for freedom in your life. So you might be thinking, I've been a Christian for such a long time. I've been serving God for for who knows how long, a long, long time, but there's just something's not there. Something's just broken somehow. Jesus wants to set you free today because you've got to have a revelation of that freedom and that freedom is going to come where you say, you know what, Jesus, there's going to be no more conditions from me. See, what the devil does is he comes and says, here's the conditions of this fight. I win, you're my slave. You win, you can be free. But he's lying. And then what we, we've got some of that nature in us. And so we say, well, God, here's the conditions of this war. Here's the conditions. God, you do this for me, then I'm going to serve you. So, And we, 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 we have got that nature within us that, that is you know, a sin nature. And we think we're going to do deals and tell God how it is. God says, no, no, no. This is how it is. You make me number one. You restore the monarchy in, in life me first, and then you'll see how everything changes. And it doesn't mean you, doesn't mean you get the red sports car and the mansion to live in. It means you have a freedom of your spirit that makes you rise up like a David when 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 things are evil. When when the days are evil, when the the oppressor comes, you can say, no, 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 because I am born free and I'm going to stay free. My church is free and we're going to live in a free church and and my my family's free and they're going to stay free. They're not going to be slaves again. Someone here today, you're like David. You're a breakthrough person. You don't see the giants. I want to encourage you to fight and be a warrior. Stir that in you. And we're going to stand and declare a war cry, declaring Jesus is Lord over every situation that we face. I have faith that Jesus is going to set people free and you'll stay free from this day on. So as we sing, I'm going to invite you to come and uh, we're going to pray with you and believe with you, stand with you, that freedom will come to your house, that freedom will come to your life. And it doesn't matter whether you're thinking, but I've got, it's a sickness and I'm dealing with and 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 no one can help me. You, You can be set free. You might think, but I've I've been plagued with guilt and shame and all these other things. You can be set free today. There's people already coming. Why don't you come? We're going to pray with you. Thanks, Jimmy.